Welcome to the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host here today, GM Lions. Yeah, I want to be recovering some hard knocks and some preseason observations to this point. But wait a second, I know what you're thinking right now. Did GM Lions just get rid of Coach DOA? Where is he? Where'd he go? Of course not. We actually have a super, super special episode and treat for y'all today. Coach DOA is on location at the Chargers camp, and he will be reporting from there a little bit later. But first, let's talk some hard knocks, all right? Through two episodes so far, it is one of the best hard knocks I can remember in a long time, okay? Coaching staff, players, I'm literally rooting for everyone on that show. Do Staley and Aaron Glenn, that, that relationship, that brings a tear to my eye. I love those guys. It reminds me of how I feel about the league mates in the greatest league in the world, the WCFFL. I love these guys, but when we get between the lines, I want to destroy them. And, you know, as champion last year, I did. But, but when it comes to the hard knocks effect, let's talk about that for a minute. It doesn't really matter what team is actually on hard knocks, right? Or if it's even boring as all get out, right? Think the Ram season when with a rookie Jared Goff and Jeff Fisher. Yeah, that was awful. And I'm a Rams fan. It was terrible. There's going to be a bump in ADP for, for some, if not all, the players involved. Uh, this season with the Lions, though, with it being as entertaining as it is, um, we're already actually seeing an ADP bump for Swift. He's he's going from mid-round two to early round two and sometimes squeaking into round one already for ADP. And I expect an ADP bump for Amon Rossi Brown, the ripped one, if you saw episode two. Um, yeah, there, I believe, you know, it, with the upcoming episodes, uh, if they focus a little more on Jamal Williams, DJ Chark, uh, and Hawkinson, you, you could see a bump coming from them too. Uh, and, you know, honestly, Hawkinson kind of needs one. So is DJ Chark. He's going, he's not really getting drafted. Uh, but in the end, look, I'm star for football. And Hard Knocks hits at the right time, feeds the addiction. So yum, 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 yum. I just need it up. All right, I want to move on to a little bit, some preseason observations now through through week one of the games and a little bit as we get into to week two and some practices here. I'm just going to start throwing some folks out there. Of course, I want to congratulate George Pickens on his induction to the Hall of Fame already. Uh, he's been through one preseason game, and he's already the best wide receiver in the history of the game. So good for him. Uh, but seriously, though, the Steelers did it again. I don't know how they find these wide receivers and develop them. But George Pickens, if you had a chance to watch him, he looks tremendous. Uh, his ADP is already jumping up in extreme levels. People are taking him ahead of a lot of guys like Lazard and others like that in that range, like Chris Olave and stuff like that. They're starting to fall behind George Pickens. Talking about another rookie that has really stood out, and really kind of showed something during the week one preseason games, Damian Pierce from the Texans. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think the Texans found their running back one with this rookie. Kid runs hard. If you saw some of his runs, if you haven't seen some of his runs, take a look. That dude runs. He fights for every yard. Like Deuce Staley was telling uh, Swift on second episode, he he Pierce has that dog in him. 
He every yard, he thinks every yard is his, and he goes out and gets it. Another observation here, the Patriots offense is in serious trouble. Look, there's two coaches that are god-awful at offense, and they're co-leading the offense. They don't have one person in charge. They're establishing a new blocking scheme. I, I seriously, I don't feel good about anyone in this offense, except for one person, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, a little bit of sneaky piece of news uh, with the James White retirement last week, uh, which leaves open that role, that pass-catching role in this Patriots offense, if whatever it might be. But in practice, so far, since James White retired, uh, Ramondre has taken that James White role in the offense. So it could be something. He, he could be shooting up draft boards as well. He's someone to keep an eye on. Well, it's official, though. The Jets are cursed. Uh, Zach Wilson gets hurt in a meaningless preseason game on a scramble in a meaningless preseason game. He just had surgery Wednesday. He's going to be out four to six weeks. It wasn't anything season-ending. Uh, good for him. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to miss week one for sure. And it's Joe Flacco time. Uh, and funny enough, uh, after a couple full practices with Flacco this week, Elijah Moore has already been quoted with throwing some shade towards Zach. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Flacco knows where to place the ball. Just going to say it. Saying Flacco knows how to do it, it kind of means maybe Zach doesn't. I'm just throwing it out there. But like, and, and, and then another little bit about the Jets. It was in the beginning of the preseason, coming out of the draft. I really liked Brees Hall. I thought he was going to be that rookie running back to go get, right? Maybe in the fourth round, third round, right? You know, go get him before someone else does because he could turn to something special. This preseason week one's changing my thoughts about everything having to do with the Jets. I I kind of want to avoid them all right now. I might I might change my mind later on, but right now I'm I'm totally off on all the Jets. And this leads to a little note I would like to give to the entire NFL. Please, please, please do not play your starters in the preseason. Just don't do it. No point. No point at all. Do what the world champion Rams do and don't play your starters. Oh, I got to talk about it. The punt god. Matt Ariza with an 82-yard punt in preseason. And his first punt ever in the NFL is an 82-yard punt. Honestly, though, how am I surprised? Dude averaged 51.2 yards per point punt in college last season. And that's all I'm talking about, punter. Another huge standout from a rookie wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. He's had his last name pronounced incorrectly his entire football career up until this point until a reporter asked him in camp how do you pronounce your name and he said well it's Dobbs he was just too polite to you know correct everyone he has been the brightest light in the Green Bay offense during camp I I actually challenge you to find anyone talking about Lazard instead of Dobbs I have heard literally nothing about Lazard how he's doing Right, it's all Dobbs all the time. He was running great routes in the preseason game one. He caught a touchdown, but fortunately for him, it wasn't all perfect for him. Uh, he did lose a a ball on a contested catch that resulted in one of three interceptions for Jordan Love. So, 
you know, and obviously Karen Rogers didn't play. So he was doing all that with Jordan Love throwing to him and three picks from Jordan Love in a preseason game against Scrubs. So yay for him. Uh, then Matt Ryan, who he had kind of a rough debut with the Colts in preseason one. They played him a little bit in the first series. Yeah, he wasn't really connecting with guys like he should have been. But you know what? Don't worry. Guy's working through the kinks. He's a pro. This is the fifth. He's going to be the fifth different week one quarterback for the Colts since Andrew Luck retired. Fifth straight. Give him, give him some time. Don't worry about it. Matt Ryan will be fine. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be awesome. Don't worry about it. And then I'll, I'll end my observations uh, with Antonio Gibson. Here's a little friendly warning out there for you all. Uh, he was spotted working with the special teams punt block unit on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I would prefer my running back one on my NFL team does not also play in special teams. So take that for what it is. It just really just to me, it's reinforcing my desire to not have him on my team this season. Yeah, so that's it for my observations. You know what? Let's do it. We're going to throw it to Coach DOA. It's on location at Chargers camp. I hear that they're practicing against the Cowboys today. Super jealous, Coach DOA. How did it go? Thank you, Nick. I am here at the wonderful Jack Hammett Sports Complex in Costa Mesa, California. Yeah, it was a hot day, little over 90. As soon as I walked into this area, I realized a theme of dichotomy. If it wasn't the Sergeant Pepperoni pizza stand next to the kale juice smoothie stand, it was how the two teams, Cowboys and Chargers, were behaving pre-practice. Now the Chargers came out loose, relaxed, sleeveless tees and what have you, and what I can only describe as lollygagging through their stretching regimen. The coaches eventually came out and gave them the foam pool noodles. A lot of rolling going on. Now, look across to the far field where the Dallas Cowboys gather. They show up in full pads, helmets on. Not doing much of anything, though, mind you. They were standing around, looking across at the other field, looking at the Chargers laying around, basking in the sun, getting their bodies right. And then occasionally, it's like a coach would tell the Cowboys, hey, why don't you guys uh, just run to the other end of the field? And then they would casually run. Still fully suited. Now, eventually, when the Chargers decided to uh, put their pads on and helmets, roughly 30 minutes had passed of the Cowboys standing around. Now, I wonder if that's all due to Mike McCarthy trying to better discipline his team because the Cowboys basically lead in penalties since he's taken over as coach. Interesting thought there. wonder if it's going to work. But uh, anyways, let's get to the action. So once everything was rolling, the first thing they did, the first uh, up in the program was just uh, punt special teams, kind of run-throughs back and forth. 
Um, and then they broke out uh, into into individual drills. So this is uh, backup quarterbacks throwing to running backs against linebackers and, and uh, quarterbacks throwing to wide receivers versus DBs. I was, my vantage point was kind of focused on the, the Chargers offense. So here we go. Herbert, superstar, lining up, throwing to his wide receivers against uh, the Dallas DBs. And they were completing quite a bit on one-on-one -on -one drills. Um, some touchdowns, uh, feed, feeding across the middle. Um, didn't have too many completions to the left side of the field for some reason, though. Not quite sure. But the biggest thing uh, I noticed there, the most kind of uh, interesting, neat thing, was Eckler was lined up with this group, the wide receivers versus the DBs, and uh, he had one spectacular wheel route and burned the hell out of his DB. 67 yards for a score. Crowd went crazy. Now, on the short side of that field, we had backup Charger quarterback Easton Stick just throwing darts to running backs. That's right. I don't care what running back it was. You're going to catch a ball against a, a Dallas linebacker. It was sorry laughable the linebackers for dallas trying to cover any charger running back they were having a bad day i guess i don't know uh so then after those individual drills you know all of a sudden it breaks into uh herbert in the seven on seven still just torching the cowboys feeding very well in the middle keenan allen's out there grabbing stuff making it look easy very nice stuff. I couldn't couldn't really tell how it was going for the Cowboys offense as they were on the far field. Uh, we'll have to talk to the NFL about that access next season. All right, uh, we'll we'll get we'll get on that. Um, anyways, and then uh, after seven on seven, the linemen come in, offensive defense, and now you have uh, some, some some shorter run play action type type plays being called. All of this, honestly, once they had the, the 11 on 11, it's like the intensity clicked down a bit. Yeah, that's right. This wasn't like scrimmage. This was still kind of just running through the the uh, the motions. Uh, not a walkthrough or anything, um, but not, not full speed. Not full speed. But all in all, it was really interesting to see the coaches' different approaches. To, to everything. Uh, it was night and day. Chargers looked totally relaxed, having fun out there. Cowboys looked, I don't know, almost like they didn't want to be there. This is DOA, C2C News. Wow. That sounds like the Chargers are living rent-free in the Cowboys' heads. Just from the jump, coming out, making them wait half an hour where they're all in their pads. That's ridiculous. And uh, by the way, I say this for all the Eckler fans out there. Yes, please, let's get some long touchdowns. Let them burn some corners and linebackers all season long. I am for it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening out there. I want to thank Coach DOA for being at Chargers Camp. I know that must have been rough, right? You can follow us on Instagram at chumps underscore two, the word T O underscore champs. Also on Twitter, chump two, the number two champ 
underscore FF. Our next episode's coming up. We've got our keepers getting declared this weekend for our the greatest league in, in the world here, the WCFFL. And we're going to be doing a mock draft episode. Yeah, we did one last year. We loved it. We had a great time. We're going to do it again. So expect that one to drop early next week. And with all that, thank you and good luck.